0: So before we hop into today's episode, we just wanted to give a health disclaimer here at the beginning of the episode that we are going to be talking about health-related issues, medical-related issues, but we just wanted to clarify that this is not medical advice. This is just our experience that we're sharing with you guys. Consult your doctor or your healthcare practitioner with any questions that you might have. I'm Stacy, And I'm Emily. We're Christians, wives, moms, and best friends. We always knew motherhood would change our lives. Little did we know how
1: much. We're here to talk about the challenges and victories we all encounter day to day. Motherhood is a journey, and there is so much joy to be found. You're listening to Mom Calling.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Calling. We are back again this week with another episode of our anxiety series. hey guys so tonight <laughs> tonight we're gonna talk a little bit about health anxiety and we touched on it a little bit last week as part of our mom anxiety because they definitely overlap but um, yeah in a little bit we're gonna hop into that. We actually were just talking speaking of health stuff um, I was just telling Emily I'm actually trying to go gluten-free for 30 days um, just to see. I don't know. I've had like, I don't know, just lots of little things that could indicate, I don't know, maybe some kind of food sensitivity. So um, I just wanted to give it a shot. And I'm on day three. It's going pretty well. It's definitely an adjustment. It's it's very weird when you're used to eating gluten all the time, like to think, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a whole new thing of Gluten Uh, is in so many things,
1: yeah, that (laughs) you wouldn't even think. And then once you start looking Mm -hmm. for it, you're like, wait, what?
0: Not to mention how hard it is to eat out. Like, it's ridiculous to not – to, like, avoid gluten because it's like, okay, so almost any, you know, even if you're trying to eat healthy fast food, it's like everything's got either – bread or like some kind of like wheat product it's it's so hard um and then and then yeah even like you know even if you cook from scratch at home like if you're not gluten-free a lot of your meals have gluten in them so it's kind of just like an adjustment to you know switch to you know gluten-free pastas and you know make your carb like a brown rice or something like that instead of you know, maybe a pasta or a bread or a cracker or whatever. So it's just, anyway, it's been an interesting experience and it's going well. I feel good, but I definitely, um, it's a lot harder than being able to eat gluten (laughs) as far as just planning. Um, Physically, it's not really any harder. It's just like planning and making sure that you have the right ingredients and the right foods and, and all that stuff. So, but yeah, it's going good and I'm excited to see how, you know, after a couple weeks and my body fully gets rid of all the gluten and all that, how I feel. But, um, anyway, we, um, are, yeah, going to talk tonight a little bit about health anxiety. So if you don't know what health anxiety is, essentially it's just, um, anxiety surrounding anything related to your health. So it could be, um, you know, like a, you know what, here, let me just look up the definition and that way I'm not babbling about. And I can actually tell you guys the real definition instead of just what my understanding of the definition is. Okay. So it's kind of the old school. I feel like maybe the, uh, like nineties, early two thousands term for this was a hypochondriac. And now much more people are using the term health anxiety. So it's basically thinking that every little thing is some kind of major health issue. So like, you know, body sensations or like small symptoms or things like that is that you kind of become obsessively worried that it could be a serious health condition. So that's the gist of it. And there's lots of variations just like there are with, you know, all different kinds of anxiety Um, But that's sort of the gist of it. And it definitely can manifest itself in different ways in different people. And, you know, Emily and I are going to share a little bit about that tonight because we've both struggled with this and it's sort of manifested itself in different ways in both of our lives. But we just want to share it with you in case, you know, maybe if you're someone who's struggling with health anxiety, that hopefully you will feel like not alone and that, you know, you're not crazy. It's normal to have Or I shouldn't say it's normal to have irrational fears, but it's, you know, it's not just you. And it's, like, important to address them and work through them. But you're not crazy. You're not alone. And so we're just going to chat a little bit about that tonight. But before we do that, um, Emily, do you have our mom fact? And the more important question is, is it actually a mom fact tonight? (laughs) It is most definitely not a mom fact. And it actually (laughs)
1: doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about But I thought that it would be really fun (laughs) to just, you know, do something fun before we get into health anxiety. And this one is not on anxiety. So this is another would you rather because it's fun. Yeah. All right. This is would you rather Gilmore Girls edition. (laughs) Because (gasps) if you followed Stacey and I at all, all right, you know how much we love Gilmore. And so if you don't know how much we love Gilmore, you need to go back to the beginning of this podcast and you need to start at episode one. (laughs) Because (laughs) we've talked about Gilmore multiple times. Um, But yeah, this is a Would You Rather Gilmore Girls edition. Okay, so first of all, who's your favorite Gilmore? Lorelei, Richard, oh. Emily, or Rory.
0: Mm. Oh man. Um This is like picking a favorite child. I don't yeah. know. Like <laughs> you have to pick one. They all have different <laughs> things I love about them. Um oh man, okay. Oh man, this is so hard. Okay. My gut would say Lorelai,
1: if I have to pick. Oh, I like that one. Okay. Where would you rather have lunch, Luke's Diner or the Dragonfly
0: Inn? Probably Luke's Diner. I'm a diner girl. Yeah, I know. Although I I don't think that he would cater to my gluten-free
1: preferences. (laughs) I know. I feel like Suki would make really good food. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Okay, who's your favorite Stars Hollow resident? Miss Patty, Kirk, Babette, or Taylor?
0: I think I've got to go Kirk. He is absolutely. I hilarious. was gonna say
1: Kirk too, he's such a weirdo. <laughs>
0: um,
1: who would you rather date Logan, Jess, or Dean?
0: Oh, oh man, hmm. okay, it's like spe- it's so speaking I, to our teenage, teenage self. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, if I can have conditions on my answer, um, so yes. Um, if I if I were not married, I would choose season six. Jess, <laughs> is that like
1: after he's already like working at the bookstore and he's like good, right? Yeah. I don't know. I like Logan or Dean. It's probably yeah. who I'd go with. We'll see.
0: Dean just had like way too much of a temper. Like I like Dean, but yeah, I don't know. He was a little possessive. He did seem weird. And then Logan, I, I don't like know. the Logan, free spirit I feel like of Logan. Kind of, yeah, and he was okay. He got he got better towards the end, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like. I don't know. Jess was like the most real. And once he got out of his like bad boy phase, he was, you know. He seemed I nice. think he was the most wholesome like a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little
1: bit of a little 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 bit of Who would you rather hang out with Paris, Lane, Tristan or Madeline and Louise? Oh, Lane for sure. Yeah, I think like Lane
0: or Paris. Yeah, again, yeah, Paris. So, yeah, if if it can be like. Later season's Paris. Because she's pretty funny too. And she's like a very tell it like it is. Like I know she would be like a very good. Like accountable. Honest friend. But Uh Lane's also like. Very chill and cool.
1: Yeah for sure. Which sounds better. Going to Yale. Or joining a band.
0: Going to Yale. 100%. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's just me. I would never, I, I mean, I would never know what to do in a band. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Who was Lorelei's best boyfriend? Max, Luke, or Christopher?
0: I'm going to say Luke. I mean, he had his issues, but I think overall he was definitely the best.
1: I liked Luke and Christopher. Yeah, yeah. All right, who would you rather work with, Michelle or Suki? <laughs>
0: um, I think I gotta say Suki, just because. Yeah, she's I so think Suki too. Funny, yeah. Michelle's like really funny too, in his own way. But if I could only have one of them, I think I gotta go with Suki.
1: All right, last one. Which person would you rather team up with in an argument? Emily, Mrs. Kim, Paris, or Jess? Oh, my gosh. Um, (sighs)
0: Mrs. Kim. She just I don't think I I've ever seen her either lose either an Mrs. argument. Kim,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was singing Mrs. Kim or Emily. <laughs> so funny. I see oh. all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's so funny. Yeah. All right. That wraps up our uh That was fun. Yo, more girls, this or that. Or what was it? That or this?
0: What? Would you rather?
1: <laughs> Would you rather? <laughs> I'm firing on all cylinders again tonight <laughs> as we can see. Oh my gosh. Isn't there a game called this or that? Yeah, there is.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to Google this now. Um... <laughs>
1: There is a game that's called this or that. I swear. It's a Ooh. game. <laughs> it's uh, like would you rather? But it's this
0: or that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah, we could maybe we could invent it. That can be our new game. All
1: right. We're gonna make it big. We're gonna oh go on gosh. shark tank and sell our
0: idea. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. That was so funny. I just love all things Gilmore. I just can't get enough. I can't like any kind of game or trivia or like merch or anything. It's just so it's like I feel like it's real. Like Mm -hmm. it's one of those few shows where I feel like it's really real. Like I'm like that with The Office, too. Like I think I I imagine that that they're actually out there in Scranton. Even though I know they're yeah. not, but in my it's mind. Like
1: it's, it's almost like it's reality TV, but like a good right. reality TV. You know, like that this yeah, truly exactly. happened.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: also, too, yeah. there's some like nostalgia behind it being from the era of like our childhood and
0: mm-hmm. just like that
1: time period of us being like, you know, early, oh, yeah. early teens, like 13. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stuff like that. That's when yeah. shows were good, like when there was good quality and like, you know,
0: I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. I wonder. I'm trying to remember if anyone on Gilmore Girls had health anxiety. Suki did. Do you remember I don't that? Remember. She. There's one episode. Um, so she doesn't in the overall show, but like there was one particular episode. It was the one. Um before I think it's the it's the season one finale. I think it's the finale. The one where Max proposes. So um Suki she uh Lorelai comes into the kitchen and Suki's all depressed and she's like, What's wrong? And she she is like, I think I have ennui. And Michelle had just gotten done telling Lorelai that he had ennui. And it's like a, it's just kind of like you feel blue, you feel a blah. And so she was talking to Suki about how she has this thing where she thinks that she has any other kind of illness that somebody else has. Mm. And so, and Suki's like, I do not. And she's like, okay, well then what was that whole conversation last week where I had to convince you that you didn't have a prostate? So like. (laughs) Only guys yeah. have prostates. And yeah. I guess one of the guys was having a prostate problem. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway. So, yeah. That's I guess so Suki kind of did. Plus, she was always injuring herself, which was funny. But anyway. um, So, was that a good transition into health anxiety? I was trying to oh, yeah. make it Bring nice and right smooth in. there. Yep. We purposefully tried it. <clears throat> yes, we did. All right, guys. Well, we... We've gone back and forth about how we wanted to kind of format this and talk about it because as much as, you know, we want to acknowledge that anxiety and specifically health anxiety is really difficult and can be really, you know, depressing, we also, you know, <laughs> it's kind of an ironic thing because it's like if you're listening to this and you struggle with it, it's like we don't want to depress you further. Yeah, but we don't want to trigger you... anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like we also want to be real and honest and like encouraging. So what we thought would be maybe a good way to approach it is if we just kind of share some of the things that we've learned and the tips that we've kind of figured out for some of the ways to nip it in the bud and deal with it when it crops up. So the first one, and this is like the biggest thing, but I break this rule all the time, but I'm still going to tell you and do as I say, not as I do. And I need to learn this myself, but stay off of Google. That is the biggest thing I'm going to tell you. Stop Googling because it's going to tell you a zillion things. It's really not going to give you much solid information anyway. And you're going to find that one thing that says that whatever you have is cancer and that's all you're going to think about. So stay off of Google.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or something terrible. It's like you could go to Google and you could type in like Oh, I have an itchy rash on my foot. And like mm-hmm. it could be from a bug bite. But now right. Google told you that it's, you know, 20 different things that it mm-hmm. definitely is not.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such, and it's such a black hole because it's like, and anyway, yeah, it's, it just, it's never, I don't think it's ever helped. Now, yes, sometimes if, you're having some symptoms of something and you're trying to figure out how do i address this like okay do i need to see a doctor or can i just take you know like a supplement or can i just use yeah, some kind some of home kind remedy of homeopathic yeah yeah then yeah like you can't completely avoid it but don't don't start just googling random symptoms that you're having and be like okay what does this mean you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. It should be purposeful. I think that's the biggest thing is like only do it for a purpose. Don't just do it to ease your mind of worries that you like are dying because (laughs) like 99% of the time, it's not going to ease your mind. It's just going to make you even more worried and make you think you have all these other things, which yeah, Google is not a good doctor. So if you think that something's going on, just you know, do some basic research, see, okay, should I see a doctor? Okay, yes, let me go see a doctor, and then, you know, they have the knowledge base that they can look at your whole array of symptoms and be like, okay, this is what's going on. Google can only kind of focus on one symptom at a time, so the doctor is much more qualified, or, you know, it may not even be a doctor. It may be, you know, like somebody like Emily, like an NTP or a naturopathic, you know, um, I don't know if they're called a physician, but like a naturopathic doctor or whatever. So Mm -hmm. but whatever your situation is, like just see someone, a person who has a, you know, range of knowledge and can actually help you instead of just typing your symptoms into Google. So I would say that's my number one tip. (laughs) I would say along those
1: lines is that, you know, and this is something I struggled with in the era of – social media and like the internet, how we have it so readily at our fingertips. Like Stacy saying, you know, you could literally go to Google at the drop of a hat and type Mm -hmm. anything in that you want and pull up a bazillion and one articles. And, you know, it's the same way with social media. And it's funny because I think back to like when we grew up and like – It was not like that at all. You know, like I tell my kids this all the time. I'm like, you have no idea. Like, oh, yeah, I can just hop on my phone really quick and go to Google and it takes seven seconds. We had dial up Internet that took a hundred (laughs) years. Nobody could get on the phone like and, you know, it didn't just like magically pop up like in a, a second. Yeah. And I remember like doing book reports. You know what I mean? Because you had to, like, actually find the information. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to go to Google. Oh, my word. Do you remember
0: Ask Jeeves?
1: No, but it sounds really familiar. So, I mean, like, like, some portion of my
0: brain remembers. So, I think this was – it might not have been pre-Google, but maybe it was before Google was, like, widely used. It was that little guy – like, I don't know if it was part of the internet or if it was just like part of it had to be part of the internet, I guess, but it was this little guy that would pop up. He looked like a little butler. And then you okay. could like type questions in or like the remember the little paperclip guy? Yeah. That would come up on the computer screen. Yeah. I think that was a Microsoft Word thing. But anyway, okay. Yeah, no, Ask Jeeves. That was like our Google. That's back so in the funny. Day. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so in the era that we live in now with everything readily available. You know, I I'm sure that I'm not the only one who, if you go to Instagram or even Facebook, but honestly, I really am not on Facebook. I feel like Facebook is just, I feel like it's, I don't know. I don't really on the like way out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's on the way out to be honest. I feel like there's just a lot of like negativity on Facebook
0: mm-hmm. where
1: On Instagram, I feel like it's more people trying to, like, sell things or, like, promote something. They're trying to Mm -hmm. promote something, whether it's, like, their family lifestyle or, you know, cooking recipes or a business or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that being said, with, like, Instagram, and this could very well be because of who I follow because I think that, again, on Instagram – there's like an algorithm and then more that you follow certain people the more that you see stuff that's similar right. so you know i'm really into health and fitness and wellness and holistic things and stuff like that so i see a lot of that stuff and you know with what stacy was saying about don't go to google and diagnose your symptoms you can easily just be bombarded with those things on instagram because You know, Sally, Susie from down the corner, she's saying that like there's mold toxicity and, you know, don't go outside because like the air that we're breathing is polluted and we should take this supplement because... We're all exposed to pollution and like, oh my gosh, EMF frequency and oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, don't eat this and oh my gosh, don't eat that and like, don't oh my gosh, literally. But yet your house house is coated in EMF. Yeah, your house is coated in EMF. You wear a safe. Yeah, you're you have forced air, you know, like a forced air system, and that is polluted with dust mites and this and that. Like, you need to buy a bazillion dollar air filter, and it's like. um, Oh my gosh. So I actually, those kinds of things, even though I'm in this space, triggered me a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I can't handle all the noise. Yeah. And I had to just get to a point where I was like, okay, like I cannot see this every second that I pull up Instagram. Yeah. I think that it's cool. I think that it's so cool that we have the opportunity to learn from different people every single day if we so choose. I think Mm -hmm. it's cool that we can like consume all of this different information, but I would encourage you that you should really put a lockdown on like how much you're consuming and really check in with yourself. When I consume this content, is it freaking me out? Like is am I sitting here on a Friday night? at like eight o'clock at night when I'm sitting here trying to relax and I just like open social media because mm-hmm. I was trying to like zone out and relax. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do a nasal rinse and I need to get on this. And I need to, like if it's causing you stress and anxiety, like that's not good. If mm-hmm. you struggle <laughs> with like thinking that you might be susceptible to things or that, you know, maybe your kids have something or like you have something like deeply rooted.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: then I would encourage you to like stay away from that stuff. I think that at the end of the day, you have to get to a place where you can um, just do what's best for your family. So, you know, really go back to a checklist of like, are we eating whole foods that are nutrient dense? Are we, you know, removing toxins from hair care and body care and like, you know, doing all these little due diligence type things. At the end of the day, you can't be looking at Instagram and being like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, EMF and mold and this and that and this and that. Like it's mm-hmm. going to stress you out. It stresses me out. I silenced yeah. so many people. And I was like, listen, like I want to get on Instagram and I want to see really cute puppy reels and <laughs> like <laughs> that make me laugh and I just want to have a good time. There's yeah. also some really crunchy people on Instagram mm-hmm. that I follow, and they're hilarious. Yes. And see, like, that's the kind of content that I want to consume the, because um,
0: – yes, The a really I, crunchy The really mom? crunchy mom. I She's love She's hilarious.
1: If you're not following she her, you need to so go light. follow her immediately. Yeah. She's well, hilarious. will put her in the show notes. Because she so communicates, funny.
0: like, a lot of good information, but in a way that does not stress you out because she does it in yeah. a very, like, lighthearted – no pressure. I'll, I'll, yeah, you should check her out. I'll link her page in the show notes. She's, she's funny, really funny.
1: And honestly, I think that she's brand new <laughs> within the last year. I think she just created that account. Is she really? Like, yes, okay. this last year. See, I've been and following she her, blew her for
0: like, up. about a year.
1: She has like over 100,000 followers because she's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my yeah, thing is hilarious. too with all of this is that anxiety is a thing you know a lot of us struggle with it but anxiety doesn't come from the lord you know it's mm-hmm. and these things like getting on instagram and and being triggered or like whatever that that's like what satan wants he wants that from us he wants us to feel paralyzed mm-hmm. he wants us to feel like scattered in 80,000 directions Because if we're scattered, then we can't focus on Christ and we can't focus on like what Christ wants for our life and, you know, what he's going to do with that anxiety. So let's say, for instance, you know, your kid has, I don't even know, like a rash, like let's just say like a rash, like, I don't know, or like isn't sleeping well at night or whatever. And you're like Googling it and you're getting more anxious about it, like, God wants us to give it to him. He wants us to, he wants to teach us and show us, and he wants us to rely on him through those struggles. And I think Mm -hmm. honestly, when we do go through those struggles and we do rely on Christ, opposed to freaking out and going a million different directions, I feel like those are such teachable moments. And in those specific instances in my own life, I feel like I've learned so much where once I've gotten through that trial, and stressful period. I've been able to look back and seen truly how God has like worked.
0: Yeah. And I think that's like really wise too, is to just, you know, um, and I think that's, you know, even biblical, like it's in scripture that we should be aware and be wise about the input that we're allowing into our lives. The, you know, and, and again, not that that means you should bury your head in the sand and just be like, I don't want to hear any of this. I don't want to know the things that are bad for me, but it's like, just doing it in a way that it's, um, you know, that you're still aware and getting the information, but that you're not, like, surrounding yourself with, one, negativity, and, two, um, just such a barrage of information that it's no longer helpful, you know? Yes. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, one, get off Google. Two, be careful of the, you know, social media accounts specifically that you follow and what they're putting into your life. I think three maybe could be um, – this is kind of a random one, but I it's, like, stuck with me, and it's really helped me, like, rein myself in. So the, it's actually the youth pastor at our current church, uh, Pastor Steven, um, said this once, and he he probably doesn't even remember he said it, but, like, I've literally remembered it, and it has helped me so much. So he said one time something like if he has some kind of – like minor pain or symptom, like obviously not something major, you know, we're not medical professionals. I'll probably put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode, but, um, you know, just something minor, like, you know, a little pain or a little rash, like Emily said, or whatever. He said he has this rule or he'll, he'll wait seven days. And if it's still bothering him in seven days, if it hasn't gone away or if it's gotten worse or whatever, then he'll, you know, potentially go see a doctor or or like look into it. But he's just gives it a week. And, you know, and I think he said, you know, most times it'll just go away. And that's like helped me so much. Because the second I, you know, I start to feel something or, you know, I get like a weird bruise or a weird rash or, you know, whatever. And my mind starts to go to places and I'm like, okay, just relax. Like, it's nothing major. Just give it a week, you know. And if it is major, like in that time, it's going to, make itself known that it's major or it's going to be, get better and go away. And then at that point in a week, you can figure out if you need to like look into it. But um, that has helped me like so much. And I feel like that's really saved me a lot of um, dwelling on things that I don't need to, you know, because then, yeah, and like a, even within a day or the next day or in a couple of days, it'll have gone away. And I'm like, okay, I didn't ever have to deal with that, you know? Um, and so that's been like a great rule of thumb that's really served me well. And even with the kids, you know, like, um, little things that'll come up or whatever, it's just really helped me to not go into like immediate panic or, you know, whatever. Obviously, again, if it's something minor, if it's something major, then yeah, like you need to deal with it. But, um, Anyway, so that's that's so funny. I feel like that's such
1: a great idea. Yeah.
0: It's been really helpful. That actually happened to
1: us recently because I, you know, I feel like just like most moms, I used to be the type of person that like if something happened, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to call the pediatrician, you know, like we're going right now kind of a thing. We're going tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. uh, Sawyer was on the monkey bar's. Uh, it was probably like a month or two ago now, maybe like a month and a half ago, it was sometime in January. And uh, he was on the monkey bars and he was being all crazy and he like let go and jumped down. And these specific monkey bars are like pretty high up. And um, he jumped down and like when he landed, he kind of like landed on the side of his foot. And I think he just like rolled his foot and kind of sprained it. Well, he was in like horrible pain and it swelled a little bit, but nothing crazy. Like it wasn't like his foot was a balloon. And Mm -hmm. um, there was no really bruising or anything like that. And we talked to Pat's family who two of his the members of his family are are RNs. And they were like, well, if it was broken, you know, like he um, like obviously wouldn't be walking on it. So I didn't think it was broken even in the beginning. Like I didn't think I never thought it was broken, but thought something might be wrong with it because he was in a lot of pain and he kept crying about it or just saying like, ow, oh, it hurts to walk, you know, and like limping. Or he actually at one point was sitting on the floor, scooting himself across the floor. So for like three days mm-hmm. straight, I told Pat, I was like, okay. I think we have to take him to the urgent care. Like, I think he needs to get his foot looked at. Like he he's saying he's in a lot of pain. Well, so then later that day, you know, Pat would get home from work and he'd be like ready to take him. And I was like, well, I don't know. Like he, he's kind of walking on it and he was, he was trying to walk on it. But like, then he would walk on it a little bit. We would decide not to go to the urgent care And then, you know, 20 minutes later, he'd be like, Oh, I can't walk. Oh, it hurts. And then he'd be like in major pain. So this Mm -hmm. proceeded for like three days. And then we decided, you know, to keep like dragging it out, dragging it out. And then eventually like it was fine. So I'm glad that we didn't go to the urgent care because Mm -hmm. it would have been, you know, an unnecessary medical bill. And then also, it would have been, um, I guarantee you, they would have mm-hmm. wanted to x ray him. And so, like, unnecessary exposure. Yeah. But the seven day thing, that's like a good mm-hmm. rule of thumb. It kind of takes some and of like, the anxiety off the of it. That's the thing, too,
0: is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, it kind of goes back to, you know, with anxiety in general one of the big things with it is the need for certainty and um the lack of certainty is a lot of times what triggers anxiety for people and so with health stuff it's like that's that's what we want right like we want the like blood work or we want the mri or we want the x-ray we want the proof like the certainty everything's okay you know what i'm saying cuz sometimes even like a doctor telling you everything's fine isn't enough. It's, like, you want some kind of proof, like, yeah, like, blood work or an x-ray or whatever. And, you know, one of the things I've, like, tried to learn, and Scott's really helps me with this, too, is, like, that you can't ever be 100% sure, right? Like, you're never going to know that you're healthy, like, for 100%, you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. you can't <laughs> – you know, and through different periods of my health anxiety of different things, you know, Scott's and in a loving way, but in a way that I needed to hear it, you know, he said things like, you know, like, are you gonna just go like every month and get a CAT scan of your whole body so that you know nothing's wrong? <laughs> like, you know, and you yeah, know, and I'm you like, well, oh you know, that, that kind of sounds like a good idea, but no.
1: Um <laughs>
0: that would be way too much radiation exposure. But um, but yeah, like we can't that's the thing is we just have to accept that we can't be certain of everything, yeah. right? Like you can't know at all times that you're 100% healthy, that you don't have an illness, that you don't have a disease. And that that's hard. And I realize like if you're sitting there right now and you have health anxiety, probably me saying that is freaking you out. But you know, that's just like something we have to accept, you know, as humans, is that we can't know all the time, you know? And so um and that is, that's really hard, but I think that's, like, one of the core things. And if you can get to a point where you can accept that, you know, and then, yes, obviously at times, like, um, things like MRIs or x-rays are are good and wise to do, but out of, you know, an actual, you know, good process of diagnoses instead of just out of anxiety um, and irrational, you know, concern. So, I think that's like a huge thing too. Is if you can get to the root of what's really um, your your core issue, which is really not health problems like that. If you struggle with health anxiety, like health problems are not the core issue. It's it's yeah things like a need for certainty. Um, and so I would really encourage you, aside from these kind of tips we're giving you, to really look at what the root thing is that you're looking for, and if you can address that. And, you know, like Emily said, and we talked about last week, just really digging into scripture and leaning into, you know, the Lord and what he tells us. And that even though we can't have certainty about things like our health and life and the world, that there are things that we can be certain of, you know, and things that he promises us in his word, like that he'll always be with us, you know, no matter what happens. So no matter if we're healthy or if we're not healthy, you know, the Lord is in control and the Lord is with us. And. So I would just encourage you if if that's the place that you're in and you're really just struggling with a need for certainty, then, you know, lean into the Lord and trust Him in the things that you can be certain of, you know. Um, and I think that, you know, that in and of itself would like help you a lot. Well, and I will say,
1: um, you know, some good things to check out, like Stacey was saying, is like your anxiety – if you have anxiety is rooted from like an uncertainty. And like what I was saying earlier is that the devil wants us to keep us in that and keep us trapped in that and keep us in those feelings. Because if he can render us incapable of doing things and doing the work for for the Lord, then he has ultimately won. If you're no longer Mm -hmm. like going into certain social situations or you're not, you Mm. know, you're not there and present for your family like you should be, or you're so like riddled with anxiety and worry and fear and stuff like that. And you're not reading your Bible every day and things like that. Like ultimately Satan has won at that point because you're no longer making forward moving progress and trusting Christ. Like, and I'm not saying that, you know, you can't ever like worry or like have these doubts or fears or whatever but it's like staying in that like what do we do when those things happen you have to almost have like these plans in place like these emergency plans so that as soon as you feel Mm. a certain way or feel that way like stacy was saying with the seven day thing well that's a great idea instead of if you know that you are the type of person that when your child you know kind of gets hurt or like whatever, whatever happens, or whether it's you, um, you know, that you are that type of person that's either immediately Googling it or you're immediately, you know, trying to look up home remedy, you know, like whatever it is, and mm-hmm. you're going down this rabbit hole, then mm-hmm. maybe you should wait the seven days and see, does that help you? You know, instead of like going a thousand miles an hour, kind of capturing those thoughts because, you, I think that they can coincide. I think that, you know, it's a normal human response to have anxieties and fears and worries and stuff like that. But I think as Christians, the cool thing that we have is we have the Lord, we have his word that can guide us through these situations that can, you know, kind of help ease these anxieties. And so I would just encourage you that if you are that type of person that, you know, you have tendencies to experience things like this and stuff like that. Put a plan in place before these things happen. Mm-hmm. Write Bible verses down. You know, I I got to a point where I was like, okay, I need Bible verses and I need them everywhere where I can see them because I need to just recite scripture. And that was almost my way of warding off the devil. Like, not today, Satan, like for real, not today, you cannot mess with me, and it does it also doesn't mean that like whatever you're experiencing or going through necessarily is stopped like oh it's it's not happening anymore, like it's totally fine, it's all hunky dory, like no, sometimes like the things that you have to go through might last for more than a day. they might last for more than a week that you know it might be like a year long thing, but If you just like rely on Christ and you have these plans in place and you have these plans in place, I feel like he can really use you and really use the circumstance to grow you and change you. And like, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you never even know things that you go through that seem really hard at the time and seem like, wow, like I don't think I can get through this. God will actually use you if you allow him. And, you know, it's interesting because things that I've gone through in my past that I really thought were going to break me, I've come like head to head with people nowadays who are experiencing the same thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, well, here's X, Y, Z. Like, this is what I would do. Like where I almost feel like God allowed me to go through that troubling time period. To get to this point where like I can actually be of service to someone else because of what happened. So, you know, I think that just kind of looking mm-hmm. at at all of those things and kind of just trying to remove yourself from it. But two things that have helped me, one of them is worship music. So again, like I said, I really feel like the devil wants to keep us down. He wants to kick us when we're down. Whenever I feel that way, I just like put on worship music and I'm like, no, like not today. It's not happening today. Like, no, like I'm blocking it out of my brain. And uh, there's a really good song. It's called, I think it's called like See a Victory or maybe it's just victory. And it's so good. It's a worship song. I'll have to look up and see who it's by, but that's really good. And then there's a lot of really good resources, either on the Bible app or um, I got a Bible study from the Daily Grace Co. I've never used them before, but it's called "It Is Well," and it's called "Walking Away from Anxiety and Into God's Word." So it's a really cool like Bible study for anxiety,
0: but. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, it's so I think it's like we also forget as instant, like as we were talking about with social media and Google, as like instantly as we can do those things, like, you know, obviously even more instantly, like the Lord is right there with us and we can pray. And I think, you know, um, just even like in that moment or in that, you know, day or whatever, if, if you are experiencing something or your child is and you're struggling with like, okay, do I take them to the doctor? Do I not? Do I do this? Do I do that? Like, just pray, pray like that the Holy Spirit will give you guidance and lead you in the way that you should go. And, you know, um, because like the Lord, you know, the Lord is there. The Lord wants to help us. The Lord, you know, we've talked about this, you know, like wants us he loves us and he wants us to be able to take care of our children and, you know, and, um, excuse me. So yeah, just pray. And, you know, lots of the other things like what Emily was saying too with scripture and, and worship music. And it's so true. Like I'm the same way. Like if I'm having either an anxious day or like a depressed day or whatever, um, it does, it makes such a huge difference just to like put on worship music and have that playing, in the background or you know singing as well but just to have that because it's like it it one it gives you comfort and it reminds you of some of those like promises of of God but it also kind of helps you put your focus on him instead of on the situation and um yeah i mean it's great i think all those things so Um, but like Emily said, I think it's good ahead of time, like have a plan ready. So like, even if you have to write it down, like on a list and like, like tape it on the wall or something, like, you know, when I get health anxiety, I'll do A, B, C, D, E, like, um, you know, pray, put on worship music, you know, whatever, and write it down that way. Because when you're in that moment where, especially if it is something that kind of comes up all of a sudden and you that anxiousness comes like you're not really thinking clearly or rationally and so if you if you have it written down and you don't have to think about it you can just read it and do it it's like it's going to be a lot more helpful you know Mm -hmm. so um i actually kind of want to do that now because i i don't have like something written down like that but i feel like that would actually really help me just because then in the moment i don't have to try to think of something to do i can just you know have it written right there um yeah Yeah. Um, Okay, so we've got... What do we do? We have got... Get off Google. um, The social media. Make sure you're, you know, not following things that are negative or putting... You know, giving you too much input of um, things to be anxious about. And then the seven-day rule. And then... um, The... Oh, shoot was there another one in there after the seven day rule you said have a plan in place
1: yeah like the plan i think like
0: there's something else yeah oh get to the root cause mm. of the anxiety um let me think if there's anything else all right guys well i think that's yeah, that's, that's a good place. We, we kind of wanted to keep this episode a little shorter um, just because it could be maybe like a quick thing if, you know, if you are struggling with this, it's like something quick to listen to, just a few helpful things that might encourage you and help you. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to list them again for you guys. So it's, um, I think we had six. It was get off of Google, uh, be careful of the social media accounts that you're following and how they're influencing your mind and your life the seven day rule getting to the root cause of your anxiety have a plan in place is that it
1: i <laughs> think I so i don't know okay. i like i'm i'm like li- i'm thinking about what we talked about and <laughs> I i'm think like that's it i think that's what it was i think i that's think it what was it five
0: was. okay yeah, so and have a plan in place. Um so I hope that those things can be helpful for you guys. We really didn't I know we didn't talk much about our specific health anxiety situations. We we thought about talking about it more, but but really like it kind of doesn't matter. I mean, it not that it doesn't matter, but like what I mean by that is it doesn't really matter what the specific circumstances of your health anxiety are. Um It's just the general overarching problem of health anxiety and the causes of it can kind of universally be addressed, like, as we're talking. So um, we just didn't want to make it too personal and too much about that because we wanted it to be something that could help you guys, you know, no matter what your specific struggle is with it. Um, And anyway, I hope that that was helpful. We, you know, have just been so blessed and thankful that we've had – you know, the Lord show us a lot of these things, teach us a lot of these things. And then I think also that we've had each other through these things because we've definitely had lots of moments of um crying phone calls or panicked Facebook messages or texts of like, oh, my word, I think I'm dying or I think something's wrong with, you know, my child. <laughs> and um so anyway, it's it, and it's been we've been thankful to have each other. And so if this can provide some of that same thing to you guys, um, you know, and and another thing, we didn't say this in our tips, but like another thing is if you, if you have someone that you can reach out to who can be, you know, maybe there for you in those moments of panic that can just reassure you and calm you down and remind you of what's real and what's truth, um, that's like a huge thing. So if you can really find someone that you trust, that you know would be a good support person for you, like you cannot underestimate that enough. It's, it's huge. All right, you guys. So yes, we wanted to, as we wrap up, um, mention our next episode. So we're actually going to take next week off. So we will not have a new episode out next week, but, um, our next episode, which will be in two weeks, we are actually going to have a friend of ours on who is a certified counselor and she is going to share, um, you know, some of the things that she teaches and uses to help encourage people who have depression and anxiety, specifically anxiety. And so we're really excited to have her on and, um, you know, just hear from, you know, someone who's had lots of experience dealing with this and helping lots of people through it. And so, um, she will be on and that will be the wrap up to our anxiety series. So we will have that for you guys in a couple weeks. And we're really excited about that.
1: Awesome. I'm excited to chat with her and all of the things.
0: Okay, guys. Well, as we wrap up tonight, we did want to share some scripture with you. And there are so many wonderful passages in scripture about depression and anxiety and how the Lord is with us. And, um, you know, there's lots of good ones in the Psalms, some of, you know, David's Psalms and things like that. But um, we're going to just share one verse with you guys tonight, which is from the Psalms. It's Psalms 94, verse 19, and this is English Standard Version, um, which says, When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. And that's just, I don't know, so encouraging to know that, again, it's not about your circumstances being perfect and eliminating all causes of anxiety and fear, but just knowing that the Lord is with us and that He can comfort our souls, even If we do have a lot of cares and a lot of concerns going on in our lives. Exactly. Before we go, you guys, I'm going to pray for us
1: and, um, yeah, take us out. So father in heaven, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you provided us today. Lord, thank you for these listeners, help them, um, if they are going through anxiety or experiencing any of that kind of ill feeling that happens sometimes where we just kind of stress. Just please um, help them to know that they are so loved and that they, you know, have a purpose here and that you will equip them, you know, you basically all of our ammunition comes from within the Bible and, you know, those feelings, while they are very real, they, definitely come from satan you know and it's a place that he wants us to stay he wants to cripple us and make us feel you know like we can't do anything and be just trapped in fear but if we you know really lean on christ and if we um you know push through then we will actually achieve the freedom that we so deserve and um Just help them to know that you are with them and, uh, you know, you never leave us and and you will always, always be there no matter how great the issue is that we're dealing with. Please help them to know that um, they are so loved and help us to have a great rest of the week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, you guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that, you know, if you do struggle with anything, if you need prayer, if you, you know, are feeling really alone or whatever, please reach out to us. Like, that is one of the biggest things. We really want to make this a community. We want you to feel loved and to feel like you have a resource. You know, we've totally dealt with it, whether it's Kid, you know, anxiety around our kids, anxiety about life, like just anxiety in general. It's just, it is such a real thing, but we want you guys to know that you're not alone. If you need extra resources, if you would like someone to talk to you or pray with you, or just encourage you in any way, shape or form, like we are here. And, um, you know, we would love for you to reach out to us on Instagram and, um, we would love to have a conversation with you, but Hope that you all um, tune in next time to hear our guest speaker and chat a little bit more, but hope you all have a great week. We love you guys.
0: Join us for a new episode every Monday as we continue to share our journeys of faith, marriage, and motherhood. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave a review or comment we would love to hear from you. You can also find us on Instagram at momcallingpodcast.
1: Until next time, thanks for listening. And remember, there is so much joy in this journey.